Legends. 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 Welcome back. How are you? Goodness me, it's been a while. It's Miles here. Episode 35. The Film Virgin. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Where have I been? Ah, It's not important where I've been. I'm back right now. I'm back now. What are we? Late. It's late November 2019. There was a podcast in October, you know, so it hasn't been that long, really. But there was just shit going on, okay? I can't help that. I didn't intend to not do any podcasts in this period. It just happened, you know? I've always said, life's what happens while you're busy making other plans. You can quote me on that. It's an original thought. Uh, Gosh, well, what's been happening? I've been all right. Hey, how have you guys been? Pretty good. That's good. I had my uh, brother, my brother Billy. He was in London over from Australia. So that took up a chunk of uh, October. Look, I, it feels like I'm making excuses. I just didn't make any podcasts, okay? We're all fine with it. Nobody cares. Well, I'll tell you what else happened. I went to the wedding of the film Virgin's own, Dan Daniel Webby Webb. Dan Webb. How about that? Old Webby got married. Nice one, mate. Won't tell you too much about that. Well, I don't know if there's much to tell you. They had a ceremony. They said I do. There were some photos. We did some dancing. It was pretty standard wedding stuff. I had a heck of a good time. I had a heck of a good time. But we'll go into that more when we get Daniel on the podcast in the coming weeks, which is the plan. So here's the plan. I'll tell you the plan. I've got this podcast for you today, which I'm recording right now. This isn't a, an intro recorded after the fact. This is it. The podcast has started. I'm going into it. So I've got one one podcast for you today. And then I'm hoping to get a few more out, especially Christmas-themed podcasts in the coming weeks up to Christmas. I've decided this year I'm embracing it. I'm getting all Christmassy. It's cold. It's dark. It's friggin' raining all the time. I'm going to have a good time inside watching Christmas films. I'm embracing it. So that's the plan anyway, but remember what I said about uh, plans earlier, we'll see. I haven't actually recorded any of those Christmas ones or found anyone to do them with yet, but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll come along. But today I'm going solo and I'm going not Christmassy because I don't think you can be Christmassy in November. I know some people like it and I know it's probably cliche to say that you can't do it as well, but I've got to have some principles, you know. So I'm not going Christmassy today. Haven't got up any Christmas decorations yet. I think we're planning on getting a a Christmas tree. Last year we got a Christmas tree. I think it was on Christmas Eve. (laughs) It was on special. We got a good deal. Um, And we decorated and stuff and it was fun. But this year I think we're going to go, well, like I said, embracing Christmas. I think we're going to get one in the coming week or so. Just FYI. So hopefully I'll have that Christmas tree up when I'm watching Christmas films over the coming weeks. It's good. I think it's good that I'm telling you all this now before I've recorded any of them. It makes sort of puts a bit more impetus on me to, to get it done, doesn't it? But I don't know if I've ever told you this, but life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. So we'll see. 
But anyway, today, I'm not going Christmassy, not even close. I am going to watch, well, you know what I'm going to watch. I've already decided as well. I'm going to watch Sex in the City, the movie. And I'm pretty excited about it, although I have just found out that it goes for over two hours. Two, friggin' hell. Google reckons two hours and 31 minutes. I don't know about that. I thought it was more like two hours 15, but we'll see. Anyway, maybe this will... Maybe this will take a couple of sittings, but I'll get it done. I'll get through it, guys. Don't you worry. Sex and the City is like a pretty popular TV show, wasn't it? I never saw it, but I remember my mum was a fan. That was right, wasn't it, mum? You were a fan of Sex and the City. Pause to let her answer. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 1998 to 2004, HBO comedy drama series. Pretty popular. It was like they were, I don't know. They were like modern women talking about their sex lives and stuff, right? And there was like one of them who really liked sex. She had loads of sex. This was all in the city, by the way. And then was there another one who was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty like partial to sex. I I don't mind the odd bit of sex in the city. I think I always thought it was called sex in the city, but sex and the city. But she was like, yeah, yeah, sex is pretty good. And then there was one who was like, well, I'm married, so I don't have that much sex. And then there was another one who um, was like, not, not for me, thank you. Not really a sex fan. That's from just being aware of it being in the culture at the time. That's what I think Sex in the City was about. So I imagine the, the film will follow the same theme that I've just uh, assigned to it. Oh, hang on. Let's just have a look. Sex and the City, the movie, 2008. Carrie and Big decide to get married, but on the day of the wedding, Big develops cold feet. Big cold feet. When Carrie's friend Miranda, frustrated with her own husband, relates to him the reality of marriage. Oh, Miranda, you idiot. But that's classic Miranda, isn't it? She's always doing stupid things like that about relating reality. Which one's Miranda? Is she the redhead? She is. Cynthia Nixon. Big. So that's Mr. Big, Chris North. I mean, I always knew of, I, I knew of Big. I knew he was like the character that Sarah Jessica Parker liked in uh, Sex and the City, the TV show. So they're getting married. That's nice. But it doesn't sound like it's going to go that smoothly because of friggin' Miranda and her big mouth. Let's see what else we can learn about sex and the city from the interwebs. Prepare me for this viewing. Not great ratings on the old internet rating sites, but I'm not going to let that put me off. After moving in together in an impossibly beautiful New York apartment, Carrie Bradshaw and Mr. Big... Does he have a name, or is he just always called Mr. Big? I'll let you know. Make a rather arbitrary decision to get married. The wedding itself proves to be anything but a hasty affair. The guest list quickly blooms from 75 to 200 guests, and Carrie's simple, labelless wedding gown gives way to an enormous creation that makes her look like a gigantic cream puff. An upcoming photo spread in Vogue puts the event which will take place at the New York Public Library. Is that right? Are you allowed to get married at the New York Public Library? Let's look into that. Oh my God, you can. 
The cost to rent the New York Public Library for a wedding begins at $60,000. Let's get that in Great British Pounds, shall we? $46,581 Great British Pounds, that is, guys. Hey, anyone listening in Australia? Let's find out what it is for you. Is it quite similar these days? Ooh, 88,501 Australian dollars. That's an expensive wedding. That's just to rent it. And the beverage package starts at $50 per person. I think this is all more expensive than old Webby's wedding. No offense implied, Daniel. It was very it was a very lavish affair, but I'm just saying. New York Public Library. Couples spend an average of $76,944 on a wedding in Manhattan. I don't care about that. I want to know about the New York Public Library. What have I clicked on? $60,000, blah, blah, blah. Included in rental price are two spaces, one for cocktails and one for dinner and the reception. The New York Public Library permits civil ceremonies on site but does not allow religious services and requires all clients hire professional wedding planners. Like J-Lo. Okay, that's all I can find out about that. Back to Sex in the City. Meanwhile, Carrie's girlfriend's Samantha, the sex pot, quote, Charlotte, the sweet naif. There's a word Miles doesn't know. What's that mean? Like uh, naive? Yes, it does. I did know it. Naive or ingenuous. Charlotte, the sweet naif, and Miranda, the rigid perfectionist, quite defiant roles there, could not be happier. Oh my gosh. Even the sweet naif and the rigid perfectionist couldn't be happier. At least they couldn't be happier for Carrie. Uh Uh-oh. Charlotte still has the unrealized hope of getting pregnant. Samantha is finding a loving, committed relationship more grueling than she could have imagined. Miranda unwittingly lets her own unhappiness, created when Steve admits to cheating on her just once, spoil Carrie's. Spoil Carrie's happiness, I guess that is. That's that's the end of the sentence. After a heated encounter with Steve, she happens to spot Mr. Big and tells him he's crazy to get married. Fucking hell, Charlotte, you idiot. No, not Charlotte, Miranda. You idiot. Sorry, Charlotte, you're just a sweet naif. I didn't mean that. She's really only thinking of her own marriage, but her angry remarks get Mr. Big to thinking. Oh, man. This is an absolute nightmare. New York Sex and the City columnist... Carrie Bradshaw, so she writes a column that's called Sex in the City. That's where it gets its name from, guys. And her three best girlfriends, PR Maven, Samantha Jones, also a sex pot, lawyer Miranda Hobbs, perfectionist, and art gallery curator and sweet, sweet innocent naif, Charlotte York, have long mastered one of the two L's to which she believes all women arriving in New York aspire. Labels. What? As in, but what's the other L? Labels. That's only one L. As such, I don't understand that bit, guys. The foursome, three years after John Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Big, his name's John Preston, professed his love to Carrie, and three books by Carrie on their life later, 
focus on the other L, love. The other L is love. So the two L's are labels and love. That's being clarified now. Charlotte believes she has the perfect love life with her husband, Harry Goldenblatt, and their adopted two-year-old daughter, Lily. Well, she does, but actually she wants to get pregnant. She is hypervigilant in ensuring that that life remains perfect, especially in light of some unexpected news on the home front. That she can't... What? That she can't get pregnant? Is that the news? Or is someone else cheating? Extremely self-confident Samantha, now living in Los Angeles with her younger client-slash-boyfriend, actor Smith Jared, great name, is in love with him, but feels that she is losing her sense of identity to Smith's rising star. Ah, he's going to kick it to the curb. Find a younger model, perhaps. At least that's probably her concern. This revelation is even more troubling. I didn't feel like a revelation. This revelation is even more troubling to her with a handsome new neighbor moving in next door who always seems to be having sex with a different woman every night. Why does that trouble her? Does she want to have sex with him? We'll find out. Miranda and her bartender husband, Steve Brady, are facing problems maintaining a healthy sex life as Miranda focuses her attention on caring for their five-year-old son, Brady Hobbs. Uh, What? The son's just got two surnames. That's fine. This and a subsequent action by Steve, he cheats on her, places a strain on their... It doesn't say that he cheats on her, but I read it in the previous one. Places a strain on their love life and marriage. And Carrie and Big make the decision to buy an apartment together. The lavish apartment they choose and the subsequent financial arrangement they embark upon lead to Carrie and Big deciding to get married. Combined with their request by Vogue editor Enid Frick to Carrie, Carrie and Big come to individual views as to the emotional toll on each other of their decision, which is complicated by a Miranda by a statement by Miranda. I don't know if I read any of that sentence right, guys. It didn't really make much sense to me. A result is that Carrie, for the first time, hires a personal assistant, a young woman named Louise from St. Louis, who unwittingly helps Carrie come to grips with her personal problems. Through the trials and tribulations of the four in dealing with their respective love lives, they, as always, lend their emotional sport to the other three. Goodness me, that's enough reading from me. All right, well, that about covers it all. I won't have to tell you about much of the plot as we go. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, even if it's going to take a long, long time. I'm willing to give it a go. You guys up for it? It's good to be back, hey, and just hearing me reading stuff off the internet. Plenty more where that came from, don't you worry. All right, here I go. It's your mate, Burjo. Going to watch Sex in the City. Thanks so much for being here, guys. So good to have you back. All right, here we go. All right, I'm about an hour in to Sex in the City, the movie, and I don't mean to state the obvious, or maybe I shouldn't be so surprised. 
But there really has been a lot of sex. Like, just a, a steady flow of sex. Sex after sex, they've all been having it. And fair play to them, obviously. It's all been in the city as well. It's worth noting. But there really has been a lot of sex. That's my big takeaway so far. It's all moved at quite a pace, this first hour. I, I imagine it's going to slow down hereafter. But we had uh, Carrie and Big... Well, they found their perfect apartment. Friggin' hell, money is not a problem in this film, by the way. Not particularly relatable for me. Um, they found this penthouse that they wanted to move into. They both already owned pretty luscious New York apartments to begin with. So they're going to move in, but Big is paying for the apartment. And then Carrie's going to sell hers. But she's like, she's worried that... Um, you know, she'll have no legal rights to the place or whatever. So she's like, like, we're not married. I'm a bit worried or whatever. And he's like, well, do you want to get married? And she's like, really? And like, it was really unconvincing. And he was like, yeah, I, I guess so. And she's like, but really? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? It's a nice apartment. Uh, and she's like, are you sure though? And he's like, yeah, I just want to be with you. And it's a nice apartment, isn't it? It's got big windows and like a good view. And then she's like, I'm getting married! Oh my god, I'm getting married! And then it becomes like this big hoo-ha, hoo-palava, hoo-ha palava. Uh, and all of a sudden she's getting this big spread in uh, Vogue, which I guess is a magazine she writes for. And she's trying on, she does this photo shoot and she tries on like all these, uh, oh, what's the word? Couture? <laughs> Couture? Dresses? Is that what they are? Yeah, like high fashion or whatever. Uh, like Dior and um, she said a bunch of others, but then she ends up getting this Vivian Westwood one that she gets to keep. And apparently because she has a Vivian Westwood dress, that means more people have to come to the wedding now. So it goes from 75 people to 200. I think that was mentioned earlier. Uh, but meanwhile... Miranda having sex with old Steve Brady, bespectacled Steve Brady. They're not their sex life isn't isn't terribly good. We did get to see them have sex, but they're not it was the first time in six months. Not great. Steve's not pleased. Miranda's too busy though. And she said something like, uh, let's just get it over with. Bit of a turn off for old Steve Brady, walked off, got a big bum shot of him walking off. And then we found out later that he had sex with someone else. So they were at the uh, engagement party or the rehearsal dinner or something the night before the wedding. And um, Steve shows up. He's like, can I see Miranda? And um, Kim Cattrall. <sighs> What's her name? Uh, does she start with a C as well? Um... I've lost it anyway. Whatever her name is, Sexpot. He he sees her and she's like, can you get Miranda? And she's like, yeah, sure, go get Miranda. And then she goes and gets Miranda. Miranda goes out and talks to Steve. And he's like, come on, lady, I want to have you back. Love me again. And she's like, go fuck yourself, Steve, you cheating prick. And he's like, ah, man, that sucks. That hurts real bad. But anyway, so Miranda's real pissed off and she walks back into the party. And the first person she sees is Big. 
And she says to Big, I don't know what you two are doing. You're crazy to get married. Words to that effect. But that's it. That's all she says. I mean, not a great thing to say to someone the night before their wedding. But then off Big goes and he gets cold feet. Um, calls Carrie a few times and like she sort of uh, allays his fears the night before. But then the next morning, oh God, it's a clusterfuck. He's calling her just to like, so she can like calm him down or whatever. And um, just to confirm that it's all okay. But then Miranda's little sweet little Asian adopted daughter picks up the phone and puts it in her little uh, cupcake (laughs) purse thing. So Big never gets to talk to Carrie. And then they get to the wedding at New York Public Library, $60,000, mind you. And um, Carrie goes up and, and the wedding planner's like, Big's not here, dude. And she's like, what the fuck? What do you mean Big's not here? And he's like, uh, pretty straightforward. He's just not here. Like, what did I just say to you? He's Big's not here. That's all. And she's like, does anyone have a phone? I don't know where my phone is. So she calls him and he's like, I was, I was out the front for ages, um, but I've just left. And she's like, what the... F-? Like, she like has this sort of melodramatic faint thing. And she's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And so she she leaves and then... Big's like on his way away from the venue and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? What an idiot. I bloody love Carrie. She's the best. She's got nice curly hair and she's a good dancer and um, she's got lots of nice shoes. He's like, get me back there. And the driver's like, it's a one-way street. He says, get me back there. God damn it, I'm going to go. And so he turns around. But then meanwhile, Carrie drives past in the limousine with um, perfectionist Miranda and um, Charlotte. She's the other C then. Uh, Samantha's the sex pot. I knew there was another C though. Good stuff, Miles. Um, And so Big's like, oh, I was just on my way back to get married to you. And she's like fucking losing it. She's like slapping him up the side of the head with her bouquet. And she's like, I knew you'd do this, you piece of no good son of a gun dirt bag. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, let's just go get married. What the fuck, man? It's only, we're only like 15 minutes late. It's just, it's just down the road still. And she's like, no, you've, you've, and oh, and then Charlotte goes, back the fuck off, motherfucker, or I'll whoop your ass or something like that. She's like super crazy. And Miranda's just like, oh, I think she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that thing to you last night, but still I'm going to be on um, Carrie's side here because she's well upset. You've really upset her, and we're like this sisterhood of, like, sexy ladies having sex. Um, So, yeah, that was the first hour of the film, not even quite up to an hour yet, but it's all good stuff. So I'm pretty sure what's going to happen in the end is they're just going to get married in, like, the um, public office because he's, or whatever it's called, like, the registrar. What do you call that? Council? City Hall? Whatever. City Hall, I think that was it. Um... Because he was just like, I just want to be with you, man. I just, like, we get married in City Hall. I don't need all this bloody hoo-ha palaver surrounding it. So I think there'll be sort of, um, so that, so, because I actually think Carrie and Big are really good together. That's my, that's my two cents anyway. Um, they, they seem really good for each other. Um, so yeah, so that, I think they'll 
over the next hour and a half, they'll mend their relationship and they'll get married at City Hall at the end and the three girls will probably be there as well and they'll be like, oh, big, we really love you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Steve and Miranda for, I don't know, they've got some shit to sort out, which I assume they will. She looks a lot like Julia Gillard, FYI, former Australian Prime Minister. I mean, does she or does she just have red hair? I don't know, Miles. But I, I was watching, I was like, oh, hey, look like it's Julia Gillard. Um... And then uh, Sexpot Samantha, she's like, they don't seem unhappy or anything, but she's a, a aforementioned Sexpot, so she's not getting enough sex at the moment from her sexy younger acting star boyfriend because he needs his beauty sleep each night, and she's been watching her neighbour have sex. <laughs> she's like sitting in a jacuzzi whilst watching her neighbour have sex. So maybe they're going to have sex. Maybe she'll end up being a cheater as well because she's a sex pot. Charlotte and her husband, Harry, um, they they seem fine together. I think I read something about them not being able to have a baby when I was reading that thing earlier. But that, I don't know, is that going to come up? Because I think they already know that they can't have a baby because that's why they adopted. Maybe that's a reference to something that happened in the TV show. I don't know. Anyway, God, it's all to playful it's all still happening here in sex in the city um i'm gonna crack on i can't wait to see what happens next see what um geez they wear some good outfits i can't wait to see what outfits are still to come they're all fantastic fantastically um well-dressed cool women all right good stuff uh here we go sex in the city the movie all right five months have passed since the fateful day when big jilted carry at the altar not even quite at the altar but you know what i mean five months later miranda finally gets around to telling carry that she told Big that he was crazy to get married. Bloody hell, Miranda, take your time. And you won't be surprised to hear it, guys. Carrie, not best pleased. Not best pleased. Miranda, you crazy motherfucker. Who do you think you are not telling me this? You've ruined my entire life, you Julia Gillard-looking perfectionist prude lady. That's what she said. Her words, not mine. But a lot's happened. Yeah, it's been five months. So first things first, they went on Carrie and Big's honeymoon to Mexico. The four gals instead. Um, not much happened other than Charlotte uh, shit herself. That was a big plot point. She pooed her pants. Um, <laughs> uh, there's something very childish about the phrase pooed. Poo your pants, isn't there? Anyway, good stuff. Um, yeah, she did. Um, but it made Carrie laugh. I think that was the point. It finally made Carrie laugh and uh, get out of her hump a little bit. And then she came back to New York. She able, she was able to get her old apartment back. Had to pay a bit more money than she sold it for. No questions asked there, really, guys. We'll just accept that. Um and she hired a PA, who's great, Louisa. <gasps> oh, excuse me. <laughs> that was a hiccup. Hiccup birth, I think. Louisa from St. Louis. She's an excellent PA. 
and she's helped her deal with her her uh, issues, her breakup. Oh, I've got the hiccups. That's that's just gonna oh, it's just gonna keep happening. All right, podcast with hiccups. Here we go. Um, yeah. So Carrie's Carrie's been getting her shit back together with the help of Louisa. Uh, Charlotte, post-shitting herself, got pregnant unexpectedly. So I think in the TV show they found out that they couldn't have a, that she couldn't get pregnant, and then apparently now she is pregnant, surprisingly, unexpectedly. So she's pretty stoked about that, stoked to bits. What's her face? Sex pot Samantha. She is still uh, in LA, not getting laid enough. So instead, she's been doing lots of shopping, and she bought herself a dog. A really horny dog who is sort of a uh, metaphor for her and the way she feels. The dog's just humping everything, but not actually getting any sex, I suppose. She's doing a bit of perving on the neighbour, but maybe there's no, there's not going to be any um, hanky-panky there. We'll wait and see. There's not been much sign of, at all of Big yet. But I guess um, now that Carrie's found out what Miranda said to him, maybe the door is slightly ajar for him to come back in to Carrie's life. He he sent her an email and she deleted it and she threw her phone in the ocean. So she's just been ignoring him, basically, or, or not even giving him the chance to be ignored, I suppose. Um, and... Miranda, apart from holding this secret for five months, is still uh, split up with Steve, though all of the girls seem to think that that Steve's a good bloke. He seems like a reasonably good bloke, apart from the cheating thing, Uh, and that she should get back with him. That's their opinion. And um, perhaps not go six months without having sex with him in the future. There was a bit of uh, pubic hair shaming when they were in Mexico because Miranda hadn't done any um, grooming, pubic grooming, you know? Waxing, that's what they said. She hadn't done any waxing in a while and it was... um, uh, I don't know, guys. It was hairy, I suppose, coming out the bottom of her her bathing suit. (laughs) There we go. Watch the film if you haven't... Already, that's a thing that happens. I'm not just saying that to be crass. Um, That was right before uh, Charlotte shit herself. That was the really sort of highbrow part of the film. Uh, Yeah, what else? They went to New York Fashion Week. They bloody loved it. Looked pretty um, nice, I suppose, as far as fashion weeks go. New York's got to be up there, doesn't it? There was New Year's, so I guess it's like a, a, a new beginning or whatever, so maybe things will change. And this was actually, this was Valentine's Day is is where we're at right now. So Carrie and Miranda were at Valentine's Day dinner together, Valentine's night. Um, and that's when Miranda told Carrie the, the thing. And then Carrie was like, I never keep any secrets from you, you scoundrel you dirty rotten scoundrel you you former labor leader prime minister of australia looking two-faced no good son of a gun uh 
Oh, actually, I did. I never told you that you're mad to leave Steve. Steve's great. You need to get back with Steve and go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what Carrie said to Miranda when she stormed out of the Valentine's Day night uh, restaurant. Lots of uh, helium balloons stuck to her. It's a long story. Uh, and then I think we're we're about to see Samantha, Sexpot Samantha... Horny sex pot Samantha covered in sushi. And that's not a euphemism. She's lying naked covered in sushi. That's where I've paused it, actually. <laughs> it's a bit distracting, to be honest. Um, and she's waiting for her sexy toy boy, boyfriend, partner man, to come in and, I guess, eat the sushi and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I don't know, like, where it's going to go. I don't know if it's not in the spirit of Sex and the City for for Big and Carrie to end up getting married then. Maybe it isn't. I, I still think they'll get back together, though, especially after this last term. We've got half an hour left. So it's a film, isn't it? It's not a TV uh, show episode. So it should all get wrapped up nicely at the end. So, presumably, Samantha and, um, I have no idea what the guy's name is, Junior Smith or something, was it? Smith, uh, Smith Gary, or something like that. Um, I assume their sex life will get back up and running. She really wants to be back in New York, so I don't know if that'll happen. She bought a car with the number plate, I love NYC, number one, FYI. They didn't have FYI, that was just me adding that at the end. So that'll probably get sorted out. I guess, like, Charlotte hasn't had too many issues. She's been the kind of voice of reason, very uptight. Sex, what was the thing? Sexual knife, voice of reason throughout the film. So I don't think she's going to encounter any problems. Presumably she'll have the baby. Gosh, I hope she has the baby. Yeah, she'll have the baby. Um, Steve and Miranda... We'll get back together, presumably, because everyone's telling you that they should. And maybe Big and Carrie will get back together, but she'll stay... They'll keep living in their own apartments or something? But will they get married? That's the question. They're not going to end up back in that penthouse, are they? Jeez, it would be a bloody palaver if she's moved out of that same apartment twice. Goodness me. Don't jilt her again, Big. That would be a nightmare. All right, well, I've laid that all out for myself and for you guys. You're very welcome. I just can't wait to jump in and see what's going to happen. I'm pretty, um, like, I'm finding it pretty enjoyable. I'll be honest. It's not too bad. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, Okay, I think I've covered everything. Here I go, finishing it off. Can't bloody wait. Sex and the city. The movie. Jeez, guys, your boy Burjo smashed it on the predictions front. God, I know my stuff these days. They got married. Big and Carrie got married at uh, City Hall Registrar Council Building. Three girls were there. 
Miranda got back together with Steve. I think I predicted that. I can't really remember what I said about the sex pot. But she, her and um, Smith broke up and she moved back to New York. I might have mentioned that. I meant to anyway. If I didn't, I meant to. So, you know, I still count that prediction. And um, what's the face? Sexual naif. Charlotte, she had a baby daughter named Rose to go along with her other daughter named Lily, Lily and Rose. So, I mean, if we get nothing else out of this film, it's that I'm good at predictions. But we didn't get nothing else. I liked it. It was a good film. I enjoyed it, you know? I enjoyed it. It was completely unrelatable for me in every way. But, oh, no, I guess, like, I know what it's like to be in love. I could relate to that bit. I like being in love and it's a nice thing to do. So we've got that. But in terms of all the um, obscene amounts of money they're spending on uh, clothing and travel and alcohol and food and their apartments, can't really relate to that. But it was good. But it was good, you know. So what happened in that last bit um Miranda and Steve went to therapy and she was like I don't know if I can trust him because he's a dirty scoundrel double crossing no good for nothing good for nothing numpty and he was like yeah well I do you know what I've got my worries too because before I cheated on you you weren't that nice to me and I was like I'm a pretty nice guy and I wear spectacles and I'm a good dad even though I'm pretty short um and you treated me like like a piece of bloody dust. So I've got my concerns too. And the therapist was like, yeah, you've both got your concerns, obviously. Like, that makes sense. That's probably why you're here seeing a couples therapist. But you'll have to just take some time to decide if you wanted to be together. And lo and behold, guess what they decided? That they wanted to be together. It was really nice. They met on the Brooklyn Bridge. They had a big old hug. Oh my god, guys, and then they had some bloody sexy, sexy sex afterwards. Jeez Louise. That was probably the sexy of the, sexiest of the sex that was displayed in Sex and the City, the movie. Uh, so that was good for them. Um, oh, uh, well, sex pot Samantha, she saw her neighbour having sex a bunch more times and she was like, bloody hell, I can't handle this, but uh, I'm definitely not going to cheat on Smith because he's a good dude and he looked after me um, when I was poorly and so instead she just uh, starts eating lots (laughs) and gets fat, that's actually a plot line, she got fat Um, I mean, she got the tiniest little belly, but the story was that she got fat uh, and it was enough for her to realise that she needed to break up with him So, if you get fat, guys, question your relationship. That's my advice. Uh, And then she moved back to New York, and that was great. Uh, Charlotte was in a restaurant. Sexual naive Charlotte was in a restaurant, nine months pregnant, ready to pop. And lo and behold, who's in there? Your old mate Big. Big was there, first sighting since the wedding. And... She tried to escape without him seeing her, but she he saw her and he, he followed her out and she, like, yelled at him, like, you're a no-good-for-nothing, like, kind of similar to all the other yelling I've done so far. Uh, you're a no-good-good-for-nothing scoundrel with a bloody... 
issues and you what you did isn't okay and I'm really very peeved about it you you toss pot uh that's what she said uh and and he was like look I'm 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 sorry like Charlotte just chill out you're pregnant like uh and she's like ah fuck my water's broke look what you've done now you piece of dog turd you you Shitty shit muncher, big douche face. Ah, and she's like, I need to get to the hospital, you motherfucker. And he's like, Look, my car's here. Like, I've got a driver. I'm really rich. I bought that big uh, penthouse before. Remember? Um, let my driver take you to the hospital. And she's like, No, go fuck yourself, you fuck, fuck, fucker. <laughs> uh, I guess I found that funny. Um, and then. And then he's like, look, seriously, you sexual knife, get in the car. I've got to take you to the hospital. So he took her to the hospital and she had a baby and like she was there with her husband, Harry, who's not been in the film all that much, but he was super, he was super stoked. And he's like, oh, I'm so happy. Uh, and Big was so good. Like, um, Carrie, I have to tell you, Big was really good and he, he was here for, for a long time and he really wanted to see you. Um, and he asked me to ask you to, to call him and he said that he'd been writing you and he hadn't heard anything from you and she was like he hadn't he hasn't written me anything and harry was like well, why the fuck did he say he was he has like i'm not making this shit up i don't give a fuck i've just had a daughter i've got more important things i'm not here to bloody make things up why would i make that up and she's like oh but he hasn't written me anything and she's like Oh shit, I do have all those unopened letters at home. Maybe he did write me something. So she runs home and starts opening all the unopened letters. They're now opened now. Um, and she can't find anything from me. She's like, What the fuck, man? Harry, you bullshitter. He didn't write me nothing. And then she remembered that she told her assistant to, to make sure none of his emails came through and go to some special. Uh, special folder so she could so she tries to get in the special folder and she can't do it because it's locked so she calls the assistant and then the assistant's like doesn't answer and then she finds the <laughs> she figures out the password herself and she goes in and she sees he sent her all these love letters from um famous old dead people like beethoven and um uh voltaire and I don't know who's another famous dead person. You can think of some others. Mozart, Keats, he was one. Um, and then at the end, because he, he doesn't have a way with words. He, he's not a poet. He's not poetic. And then at the end, he just wrote, I've, I friggin' love you, dull face. <laughs> or something like that. No, he said, I love you forever, something like that. Uh, and then the assistant calls back and she's like, oh, I don't need you to tell me the password anymore. I figured it out. The assistant's like, oh, yeah, cool, sweet, whatever. Um, but I needed to remind you that they're changing the locks on the apartment that you and Big bought for a minute um, at 6 o'clock today, so you've still got time to go over there and get those shoes that you left there. She left a nice pair of shoes there. I didn't tell you about that earlier. It didn't seem important. So Carrie goes back to pick up the shoes, and you guys will never guess who was there. Did you guess? It was big, big was there, and Carrie was over swept, 
Overswept with emotion? That's not a thing, is it? Swept up in emotion, overcome with emotion. Good job, Miles. And she just ran up and kissed him and smooched him and then they had a little snuggle on the floor <laughs> in the wardrobe. Um, and then Big asked her to marry him and she said yes! And then they got married and there was a montage at the end with everyone together all happy and eating like McDonald's or something. Oh, and then there was a real, uh, even more of a montage at the end with just the four girls and they were like having uh, good times in the city and Samantha the sex pot turned 50 at the end and had a cake and they blew out the candles and they were like, here's to the next 50 years. And then that was the end of the movie. Sex in the City. The movie. All right, well, I think that was a pretty comprehensive analysis. I think you've got a pretty, pretty good picture of what went on. And you're welcome. Good idea. It was pretty good, you know. I liked it. I, I thought all the sisters were all really good. The acting was good. And the dresses were nice. They had nice dresses, very nice shoes. To so tell you what, tell you what, some very nice shoes, nice bags too. Bags, nice bags. Oh, is that a Louis Vuitton bag? It's nice. I like your bag. That was a line in the movie. No, it wasn't. That was me just now. Ah, gosh, all right. Well, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good return to form from your old mate Miles, returning to the podcast game. The Film Virgin, episode 35. I think it's done and dusted, guys. I think that'll about do us. I'm going to do a wrap-up here as well. I'm not going to do a separate outro. I guess firstly, just thank myself. Thanks, Miles. Thanks for your company of these last few hours. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed the movie. Made yourself some pasta too. That's a nice bit of pasta you made. Actually, it was pretty, pretty plain, pretty dull. Miles is home alone. Makes himself some pasta. Don't treat myself to anything nice. Not when I'm solo. Save the nicer dinners for when the missus is around. She'll be back soon. Um... Oh, hey, goodness me. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Most importantly, so good to have you back. Thanks for making it all the way through. Me and uh, Carrie and Samantha and Charlotte and Miranda all very much enjoyed having you around, having your company for tonight's viewing experience. I... I'm going to absolutely guarantee at least one Christmas podcast in the coming weeks, the first few weeks of December. I'll be aiming for two or three, but I promise you one. I promise you at least one, guys, and I'm not going to let you down. I stick to my promises. They're my bond. My word is my bond. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds like something that people say. Uh, all right. It's been an absolute blast. So good to have you back. Tell your friends I'm back as well. It's all happening here at the Film Virgin. Last few weeks of the decade. Oh my gosh, last few weeks of the decade, guys. Well, let's see it out together, eh? 
I'll have another one for you very soon. In the meantime, just for God's sake, look after yourselves. That's all I ask. I don't ask much. I don't ask much, but I just want you to look after yourselves, okay? Get back to me safe and sound real soon and know this. You mean the world to me. You mean the absolute world to me. All right. I'll talk to you real soon. See yous. 